Welcome to the Innovation World Podcast, your go-to source for all things innovation, invention, and entrepreneurship. Our website is www.innovationworld.org. Thank you for joining us for the Innovation World Podcast Series. We're very excited to be here tonight. And uh, before I introduce my, our guest tonight, my name is Julie Shively uh, with Innovation World and the Global Innovation Field Trip. And my co-host, Jake Mendelson. Say hello, Jake. Hello, Jake. How are you? <laughs> Thank you for joining us tonight, too, Jake. And just a few announcements before we get started with our wonderful guest. Um, we have some exciting um, challenges going on right now. Let's see, which one should we start with? We have the National Innovator Challenge, which is a K-12 innovation competition that's held for United States students, all innovators of that age, and you can innovate an idea, an app, or a prototype to be part of this competition. If you're interested in learning more about it, we do close registration at the end of the month. So May 31st is the last day to register for this program. And you can go on to innovationworld.org to learn more about it. See, we have coming up July, there's two weeks in July that we, that we are um, working with inventfuture.global on one of their new challenges, which is called the Food System Challenge. And I think that is an aligned with the um, United Nations Sustainable Development Goal number two, right, Jake? Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. And there are two different weeks you can select from, and there are two different times. So there's a total of four identical sessions, except the kids change out, that you could select from. Um, so there's surely something for everybody as far as timing goes. And in that competition, there'll be at least 15 students from 15 different countries represented. And the, the goal is, um, in effect, what we make sure we do is split up the team so that they're not all from one country. In fact, typically there are students from four to six different countries on each of the teams that will work together. And kind of, Jake, maybe you can add, what, do you, what would the kids expect to do during that week? Well, they're going to solve a real world problem. One of the UN sustainable development goals is to have zero hunger, improve nutrition, you know, uh, solve food issues. And the students will actually address that. They will work together as a team to do research on the issue and to come up with a proposal solution, which will be uh, presented to the United Nations. Um, the UN has a um, SDG ambassador and she has kindly uh, gotten involved in what we're doing, and she'll be giving us some sort of a, I don't know, a speech or a presentation at the conference, and she'll be writing letters to the students, congratulating them. So it's, it's a, it's a real-world issue, and it's a real-world solution by the people who will be running the real world in the not-too-distant future, the students. And if it's anything like last year's summer challenge or the most recent water challenge, it will be a really exciting um, challenge to be a part of and to meet students from around the world. I mean, where where else do you have that opportunity to work together with other people in other countries? So it's fabulous. Also forgot to mention on the National Innovator Challenge, the top nine innovators of that challenge will move on to the Global Innovation Challenge, which takes place September 25th and October 2nd of this year, and another wonderful opportunity to collaborate with people around the world. So lots of exciting things going on right now. Anything I missed? Gift. Gift. Oh, the Global Innovation Field Trip. Yeah. 
Um, so once a quarter, we do a 24-hour online virtual uh, celebration of young innovators and programs to inspire and support innovation. So if you are a student, I say anywhere from kindergarten to college, and you have something you've innovated and you'd like to share it with the rest of the world, the Global Innovation Field Trip is a place to do it. So go to globalinnovationfieldtrip.org. You can sign up to be a presenter and do a 10 minute spot or a 20 minute spot to share your innovation and be celebrated uh, by people around the whole world. Uh, Very exciting. What, what does it cost to participate? Nothing, it costs zero to participate. Our whole goal is to just promote innovation for young people. And, and speaking of innovation for young people, I think we might have a young innovator with us this evening that would, we'd like to share with us. Um, so what I'd like you to do, sir, is to introduce yourself, maybe tell where you're from, what grade you're in, and go right ahead and talk to us about your innovation. Uh, and then we, we might have some follow-up questions when you're finished. And the floor is yours. Hi, my name is Matias Avigno. I'm from Miami, Florida, and I'm in eighth grade. And my invention is an app called Why Teach. Uh, it's a peer-to-peer -peer tutoring and scheduling app that basically, if you think of like an app like Uber, if someone gets out of math class and they don't understand the lesson that they just learned, uh, they can go on the app and find a tutor uh, that tutors in that subject that can help them understand the material that very day if they have a, a session that day or whenever is most convenient for them. And uh, this really was my first like major project. And I got, I'm really interested in this field of technology, especially from a young age in elementary school. So this has really helped me be able to expand my knowledge and try and grow my, uh, this community, I guess. Um, and I came up with the idea because I saw how a lot of kids, like they had questions and maybe they knew who to ask. Like they knew, oh, I can go up to the teacher. But a lot of us don't feel comfortable necessarily going up and talking to them. We feel more comfortable with someone who's our age or maybe a year older, a year younger, whatever it may be. But we feel more comfortable with students who are more or less our age. So I wanted a place where people can feel comfortable asking for help and where people who have hidden talents or special talents can share their talents and even, even get community service hours for, for them helping others with that. Um, and we've been able to grow this network up to about 32 schools right now. We have this program in. And a major component is that students don't pay anything. It's almost like a subscription-based service. So come, kind of like if you think of Netflix that you subscribe to the service, but instead it's with schools subscribing for, for their students. So that basically no matter if your parents can pay for you having these tutoring lessons or not, every student's able to receive the tutoring that they need. So that was something very important for us. And then this, the last year, uh, academic school year alone, we were able to grow the platform in my school up to more than 415%. We saw an increase in uh, user growth and we've been able to really just keep growing from there and we're really working to see what the future holds for us. Wow. Very impressive. So I have a couple of questions. Where, how did you build this app? What did you use to build it? And how did you learn how to use that 
software or whatever you use to build it? So I, I didn't develop the app. Uh, my close friend, his dad has a develop, development firm in Miami and he helped code the app. But what I did was I made the business plan. I made the wireframes. Um, I've gone to all the meetings for any issues like legal issues or trying to get into other schools, try to participate in the meetings. And so I haven't had a involvement. Like I didn't, I didn't have an involvement necessarily with the development, like hands-on, but I did go to the meetings and work with the development team. Very nice. And who taught you how to write a business plan? Uh, so actually my mom at the time was also, she was, she was thinking of an idea for an invention or an app that she wanted. And I, she, I told her that, oh, I want to, I want to start looking at what it would take to make this business. I, I have an idea for, and she's like, oh, you can look at my business plan. So like that night, I just, I pretty much like copied the format of her business plan and just like wrote it out with, instead of uh, X, Y, and Z, I'd write whatever I, I had as an answer for that question almost. And I'm sure you already said this, but what grade are you in? I'm in eighth grade. Well, I was not doing these things in eighth grade. I can tell you that. Uh, I, I have a question. Um, so you have students mentoring other students, essentially. Yeah. How do you know that the student mentors are giving the right answers? Uh, so the students that are that are signed up as tutors, they have to go through a process. Uh, it can vary like throughout different schools. So some schools may have it differently, but like in a lot of schools that, that we have the program in right now, it's through the National Junior Honor Society or the National Honor Society. So a student would need to be already in that uh, club or program. And then also they'd have to go to their school counselor and be approved by them or some, through some sort of administrator in the school. Great, great. So the schools are paying for this service then for their students? Yeah, so the students don't have to pay anything. It's all paid through by the school. Can I ask you how much you're charging the school to do this? Uh, so the price varies based on how many students are in the school, but the average price that a school pays per student is $2. For what? For one student for no, a year. No, for, for the year? Yeah, for every student for a year, the average is about $2 you'd pay for that student. Okay, so could students who are not involved in a school pay this $2 for the year on their own? No, it, it has to be through a school. For security reasons, and like due to like all the students being kids and minors, yeah. it's based on who's in your school. So if a student in one school like wants to tutor their friend in another school, they can't because they sign up through their school, like email or in public schools, they have like domain and they'll sign up through that. So if a school wanted to get involved, how would they get involved? Do you have a, how do they contact you? So we have a, a website and the website has a bunch of information on emailing us. Uh, if a school, I guess, wanted to reach out to us through Instagram, through DMing us, they could do that. But right now it's basically that they see our, find our email on our website and email so us through that and we set up a meeting. So what is your website? 
Our website is uh, yteach.com. Yteach, W-H-Y. No, uh, Y. The letter Y. Yeah, just the letter Y and then teach. You have to understand, you have to get into marketing here. People want to do it, they're going to, okay, so it's a letter Y and it's the word teach.com. Okay, great. Yeah, I'll add that to our YouTube video uh, once we're finished too. Thank you. Very impressive. So where do you want to go from here with it? Uh, so right now my goal for, for the next academic school year is to have about 50 schools. Um, right now that's my goal and that's where I want to get it to so I can be at a, at a kind of place where I, it would be more marketable than right now. So then we can keep growing until I, we reach my, my major goal, which is to get 100 schools. So are all the schools that you have now in, in Miami or are they all? No, it's, we have a school in California. We have one in Kentucky. We, we, have, we, have, a, we have multiple schools in Kentucky. So it's everywhere. Wow, very impressive. Very is there anything you can do to protect this idea? I mean, I can't. Uh, is it? Yeah, we have uh, trademarks and copyright for uh, for the name and stuff yeah. like that. So I guess in the apps and unknown caller. Um, this is a really cool idea. I have some thoughts about um, you know, if you haven't looked at the Innovation World website yet. If you haven't gone out to the resources page, you should do that and look and see where you might want YTeach to show up. I'm thinking under STEAM programs or STEAM curriculum, it might be a good place to put your logo and a link off to your site. That's not a service we charge for. Again, we're just promoting innovation, especially youth innovation. I mean, that's that's our whole ballgame. That's what we want to do. So if you take a look at that at some point and, and you want to be on there, you just reach out to me again and we'll put you on there so that other, so you get a little bit more exposure. Yeah, I think how I do you scale this? Um, oh, how to scale? Right now, due to COVID and everything, how we scale it is really reaching out to schools. So like looking at certain areas that maybe we want to reach out to schools in that area or we can just be sending out emails, but right now we've been emailing schools and setting up meetings through that. Okay. You, you heard us talk about the uh, global innovation field trip, right? In the beginning? Yeah. You, you, you should sign up and give a presentation. I'm totally saying it costs nothing. And uh, it's once again, it's, it's a great way of uh, promoting your, uh, your program. I think it's excellent. So go to globalinnovationfieldtrip.org and sign up and uh, you don't have to do it this instant. But and you can, you can look on there. If you look under the presenters page, you can look at the videos from all the past presenters. And I think we've had about 500 presenters over the last yes. year to get an idea of what some of them talk about. And you're gonna be different. This is the only thing that we've seen is just like this. So that's one of the reasons Jake's bringing it up because it's very unique. And we have a lot of educators that watch the show from a lot of different countries. We have 40 countries now that are involved in that program. So it'd be a good quick way. That's kind of why I asked you about scale because I'm thinking, what if too many schools came too fast at you? I mean, how do you scale this so that you can manage that 
Um, and maybe, maybe it's easy because maybe, you know, you've built it out so that it's very simple and you're really not doing a lot of backend stuff. I don't know, but yeah, it'd be pretty simple if we had, it wouldn't be simple, but it, it wouldn't be like, Oh, we wouldn't be able to do it. If a bunch of schools came at us because we already have the, the code written and all of the resources that we need are already there. I have another question. Um, you're on this podcast. How did you get on the podcast? What, 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 what happens? What did you do? So I sent an application to the National Museum of, of Education, mm -hmm. and then I was recommended, I guess. And, and so that's all that happened? They just recommended you? Nothing else happened? Did you get anything? Oh, yeah, I did, I, I did win the prize, yeah. Oh, so you won something. Yeah, I won $100. Oh, an insignificant point. So what was the name of that organization again? The National Museum of Education. Yes, so they're having an, an ongoing event where students with creative, clever ideas can submit the ideas and possibly win $100. Congratulations. Was that students? Uh, student ideas for a better America, I think. They may have changed it for a better world. I oh think. yeah, that's right. Yeah. They are changing it. It's going to be worldwide. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I I think this is super. I can't wait to share this with some of the folks that we work with. We um, have um, the innovation world has an alliance of programs out there that work with young innovators. And I just can't wait to show it to them. I think this is a really cool opportunity for them to learn more and for them to help promote what you're doing as well. So I guess the only other question I have for you is if you were talking to a young innovator right now who has an idea for an app, but just doesn't know if they should go for it, what might you tell them? I tell them just go for it. If you have an opportunity, I mean, you may not ever have that opportunity again in your life. And even if it doesn't work out, maybe you can get into contact with someone who then in the future will help you start something else, or at least it will help you build a foundation for what you're going to need to know in the future. So I think definitely go for it. That's great advice. Have you contacted the, uh, the the education organizations for teachers? Contacted them and let them, let them know what you're doing. Oh uh, no! So let me let me explain. I, I am a former teacher, okay, and I became a teacher because I wanted to help students. I wanted to help kids. I really did. And you spend all day teaching, and then at night you've got homework to grade and tests to prepare. So I mean. When you leave the school, you're not done. You're working all night. And you don't have time. If a student has a problem or a question, I literally did not have time to spend, you know, 15, 20 minutes, a half hour with every student who had a question. As a teacher, I would love to know about this program and to refer my students to that, to that kind of a thing where they could say, gee, if they're getting stuck or they're having a question, another student to help them. I, I think teachers would be very interested in, you know, this kind of a resource because it takes a burden off of them. Yeah, I, I will definitely reach out. 
I mean, it's not that they're not helping the students because they don't care. They yeah. do care. They just don't have time, and especially if you've got a, a normal teacher might have a few classes. Uh, she could have uh, 100, 150 students she's responsible for. <laughs> she can't answer all their questions. Um, this, this would be great. This would just be fantastic. So what are you going to do next? Do you have other ideas of what you want to build or are you going to continue focusing on this one for a little bit longer before you move to something new? Yeah, I'm definitely going to be sticking with this one. Um, definitely throughout high school and college. And then I'll see what, what happens next. Great. Very good. Very it's good. nice to have good mentors, especially ones in your own family. <laughs> or or friends parents too i mean the fact that your mom was able to share her knowledge with the business plan and then was it did you say your friend's father that built the app for you yeah under your direction that's very cool it's you good to have what, the supports what's going to happen is uh, your mother is going to send you a bill for her consulting services oh no yeah you, you, <laughs> you watch <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us this evening. It's very exciting to hear what you had to share about your app. And we look forward to the possibility of seeing you July 10th or 11th at the Global Innovation Field Trip. And uh, you can come on there, talk to the world about your program, and then come on, you know, another one next year too and give an update and, and share with everybody that process of innovation. I mean, that's what we'd love to hear. So we really appreciate your help and your, your participation tonight. Well, thank you guys for this opportunity to speak with you guys. You're very welcome. Okay, so just before we close, the reminders again, go to innovationworld.org, look for the National Innovator Challenge, the Global Innovation Challenge, and the uh, inventfuture.global's Food Systems Challenge and the Global Innovation Challenge. Did I say that one twice? Yeah, it's very confusing. Oh, I know, the um, Global Innovation Field Trip. Yes. That's the one I missed. So four really great challenges sitting there right now on the website for you to take a look at. They're on the homepage and they're on the events page and get involved. Join this innovation movement with us. And with that, we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today for the Innovation World Podcast. Innovation World is your go-to source for all things innovation, invention, and entrepreneurship. Our website is www.innovationworld.org.